Welcome to the Daily Boogie. Welcome everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are. Thank you for joining us. Monday night edition. Daily Boogie Podcast. Tonight's recommended drink, ladies and gentlemen. A honey liqueured bourbon and coke. No, scratch that. Box wine. Tonight's recommended drink, box wine. Tonight's recommended snack, crackers. We are the wine and crackers here on the Daily Boogie. Absolute pleasure to be with you once again. I hope you had a lovely weekend because I certainly did. So much to get through, as always, so little time. Don't worry, it's not going to be all virus stuff. And the virus stuff I have is kind of the fun virus stuff. Like, <clears throat> you guys like fun, right? You want to have some fun? I know I want to have some fun. Put your hand up if you want to have some fun. I mean, you really want to have fun. So we've got fun stuff like purge sirens going off in cities. Police arresting people for stepping outside of their homes. People being quarantined against their will at gunpoint. I mean, it's all just fun stuff that we're going to go over tonight. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, then please, patreon.com slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to have some fun, then follow me on Twitter at boogie bumper. If you'd like to get involved in the show tonight and leave a tip, Grab some sweet, soury little lemons and leave those slippery little suckers in my fruit bowl. DLive.tv slash Boogie Bumper. Uh-oh, my sounds aren't working again. We're going to have to fix that up. Thank you for the diamond, Gypsy. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Who did you steal the diamond for, Gypsy? Uh, I'm humorous. You made me a mod on Periscope. Yes, it is humorous, but you deserve it. You absolutely deserve it. Uh, Let me just fix that up because I need my sounds okay got the chat oh hang on I know where it is I know where it is as you can see we're off to an absolutely flying start Daylight fam thank you for joining us so much to get through so little time Before we get too far down the road, though, ladies and gentlemen, I have to do a couple of shout-outs. A couple of shout-outs to the boys. First of all, a big tip of the hat to JJ Stoner. Let me put the link in the chat for you. Follow JJ Stoner on DLive, ladies and gentlemen, dlive.tv slash JJ Stoner. I had a great time with JJ on Friday night, and it was good. I liked it because 
usually if I'm on some, if I'm on a different show, if I'm on somebody else's show, it's usually serious stuff. We have to talk seriously and do analytical things, talk about politics and talk about media and talk about serious shit. So it was a very nice release to just get on and investigate the more disgusting corners of the internet, the more disgusting corners of YouTube, talk about adults who dress in diapers and poop themselves for money. I mean, if you thought I was shilling for money, guess again. I may just have to go into the wearing a diaper realm, wearing the diaper. I mean, if I get paid enough, who knows? Maybe I'll do it. I think it's essential. I think it counts. Mm. So it's an absolute pleasure. Holy shit. Ninja Gini, thank you so much. Woodchip TV, thank you so much. Now I'm definitely going to have to wear a diaper. He said, suck this virus. Start pumping lemons, you virus lovers. Do it now. Thank you so much for the Ninja Gini. Well, now I'm absolutely going to have to wear a diaper on screen and poop myself. I'm sure everybody wants to see that. <laughs> oh, no, what have I done? <laughs> oh, shit. So a big shout out to JJ, who's absolutely killing it lately on DLive, by the way. Absolutely smashing it, bringing the heat. Thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. Bringing the heat, uh, nurturing the calves, ladies and gentlemen. Nurturing the calves and turning them into mighty cows to be milked and sending it up the chain. Daywave and Revenge of the Sis. Uh, he, has, he has delivered, I think, more calves to that show in the last week then I don't know how, how many people have delivered calves to that show in the last six months. Whatever it is, he's their number one supplier now. It's JJ Stoner. And he has a team of beautiful autistic children who roam around the internet finding these freaks and these disgusting people, bringing them to JJ. He nurtures them in his stable and then he lets them loose on the world. It's a beautiful thing. An army of tards are invading <laughs> JJ Stoner. <laughs> Thank you for the diamond, Gypsy. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Who did you steal the diamond from, Gypsy? She said, I stole this diamond for Piper. There you go. On behalf of Piper. So a big shout out to JJ. Uh, someone else I want to give a shout out to as well. This man. Everybody's favorite Canadian, ladies and gentlemen. Irrational Times. I'm going to put the link in the chat for you. He's up to 800 subs, so he's so close to 1,000 subs on YouTube, Irrational Times. Let me drop that in there for y'all. Give Irrational Times a follow on YouTube. <clears throat> because Irrational Times over the weekend, even though I missed it, I unfortunately I missed it live, but Irrational Times, because Ring of you guys... Ring the bell guys, and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the gifted subs, Movie Time Blues. Because of you guys... Uh, Irrational Times has been commissioned to come up with a new intro song for this program, for the Daily Boogie. And he gave everyone a special behind-the-scenes peek, sneak peek preview of the song that he's working on. So I thought I'd just share a little bit with you. No spoilers. It's just one particular part of the song he's working on, the new Daily Boogie program intro music. So let's have a listen to Irrational Times at work. Give him a follow. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I like it. I like it already. And he hasn't even started yet. Mmm, can you smell the funk? 
I think it's going to be good. So I'm, I'm eagerly anticipating what uh, Irrational Times can come up with, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, give him a follow. Very talented guy. Does a great show. Does a little game shows and stuff. Family fun. Cool and fun. Irrational Times. So shout out to the boys. And also, big shout out to Joy of Pessy, who on Saturday night played the the wonderful Steven Seagal, the very talented, the very believable Steven Seagal. <laughs> In Mark for Death, Joy Fessy on a Saturday night's The Midnight Riff Party. Henry St. George Tucker Bumper, that song is so you. Are you going to sing the intro boogie? Ah, oh, no, I'd let the professionals take care of that stuff. He's an actual, he's a professional musician instead of me being a former failed musician. So I tried for 10 years to do music and it never really amounted to anything. So here I am. <laughs> so we, get, we let the professionals like Irrational Times take care of that shit. So looking forward to it, ladies and gentlemen. And that's because of you. You know, the Patreon subscribers, the people who tip on DLive, I was able to throw a bit of money to Irrational Times and he's going to make a song, hopefully, that we can all be proud of or at least not be embarrassed by. I'll settle for that. <laughs> I'm sure he'll do fine. So much to get through, ladies and gentlemen. So little time. So over the weekend, after much coercion, I'm not usually... We are going to get into some virus stuff. Poppy Lane, thanks for joining us. We are going to get into some virus stuff, but first I have to cover this because I think it's very important. I'm not some somebody who normally goes in for popular trends when people are watching shit on TV. Like, I didn't watch Game of Thrones until like three years after the series had finished. And once I started watching it, I actually liked it and finished it. I've never seen The Sopranos. I've never seen uh, The Shield, never seen The Wire. Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub, Gypsy. So I've, n I've never seen a lot of, like, the really popular shows because I'm a very boring person when it comes to it. I'm not very hooked in when it comes to popular culture. I'd probably rather re-watch movies from the 90s than any new stuff. So I was putting it off, putting it off, putting it off, and I thought, you know what? Too many people are talking about this. I have to watch The Tiger King. And myself and my wife, who watched it for the second time, we binged it from the first episode to the last episode. Could not stop watching it. Had to keep going back for more. Had to see what was coming next. It was fucking fantastic. I loved it. <laughs> and I don't think I'm the only guy here who thinks that uh, Joe Exotic is an absolute fucking legend. I liked him instantly. There was just something about the guy. Like, I was laughing straight away. As soon as he came on the screen, I loved him. And his nemesis, I forget her name. God, what's her name? His nemesis, I instantly disliked. And that's that's pretty rare for me. Like, I'm not somebody who instant like there was a there was a visceral feeling of hate from the first time, the first moment that I watched her speak. I could just tell there was something in this woman that I did not like. And God, I wasn't wrong. That first instinct, man. She's so Baskin, thank you, Baskins. She's so fucking manipulative. Oh. Well, we just hear, we just care for the animals. We're rescuing the animals. And then you look at them and they're in smaller cages than Joe's place. Joe's patting the animals and they're licking him on the face. They love him. There they're feeding, at her place, they're feeding the animals with a stick. She has an army of volunteers and because they operate as like a not-for-profit, they, they don't have to pay taxes. God, such a manipulator. Like, it was obvious to me she was using activism to wipe out her competitors, right? 
So I found her like dishonest, duplicitous, deceptive. I didn't like her one bit. Whereas Joe, even though he lied from time to time, I still think most of the time he was too honest for his own good and would just shoot from the hip. <laughs> the trendy shows are all garbage, says the guy that watches every boogie show. Well, that's how you know that this is not trendy, right? Henry St. George Tucker Bumper in the chat. So I saw this story yesterday. This popped up and I absolutely loved it because this to me screams Joe Exotic, ladies and gentlemen. Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub, Woodchip TV. Tiger King's Joe Exotic suggests Brad Pitt or David Spade should play him on screen. <laughs> There's Joe in the middle. He definitely looks more Joe Dirt than he does Joe Black, to be fair. <clears throat> Joe Exotic, the central figure in the hit Netflix true crime series Tiger King, Murder, Mayhem and Madness, has named Brad Pitt or David Spade as his preferred actors to play him in any future film adaptation. <laughs> Brad Pitt. Uh, to be honest, I think Brad Pitt would absolutely nail the part. Have you seen Brad Pitt? Spade definitely should play him. Spade already did, Gypsy saying. I didn't know. Did you? Know, have you seen Brad Pitt in uh, Snatch? Where he plays the Gypsy Boxer? So if he can nail that, he could absolutely nail Joe Exotic. Figuratively, of course. Speaking to The Hollywood Reporter, one of the series directors, Rebecca Chalkin, said that Exotic, a.k.a. Joseph Maldonado Passage, who is currently serving a 22-year sentence in a Texas prison for attempting murder for hire, suggested the pair, though he referred to Spade as Joe Dirt, his character from the 2001 comedy, Described by the late critic Roger Ebert as a low-rent forest gun. Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the subs, Woodchip TV, handing out the subs, ladies and gentlemen. Very generous of you. Uh, Tiger King describes the feud between Exotic, a big cat collector. Yeah, yeah, we get that. No film adaptations are currently thought to be in, in development, but a drama TV st series starring Kate McKinnon, who I have no idea who that is, has been in a pipeline since November. Actors including Dax Shepard, Edward Norton. Edward Norton's fallen a long way, hasn't he? Once upon a time, he was the Hulk. Now he might be Joe Exotic. And Jared Leto have been playfully expressing interest in their role on in the role on social media. But I would love to see. You can just imagine Joe Exotic if you've seen the show. Well, I think I think Brad Pitt would be a tremendous choice. I think Brad Pitt most accurately represents who I am. You see, he's got the muscles, he's got the looks, he's got the charisma. And if anything, I think Brad Pitt was probably, he's not the prettiest man who could be playing Joe Exotic, but he's definitely the least straight. You know, you can't be all the way straight if you're going to play Joe Exotic. Boom, boom. One thing I do like about Joe Exotic, like the metagame aspect of this, is because for the longest time we've been reading articles and hearing stories about there isn't enough gay representation in modern pop culture, which of course is absolute fucking bullshit, but let's just take it on face value. There isn't enough gay representation in modern pop culture. We need more gay representation. We need more gay heroes. And then along comes this guy, Joe Exotic, and now they have their gay hero. They have the guy that everybody's talking about, that everybody wants to talk about, and it turns out that he's in prison. He's a gun-toting redneck. <laughs> it's like, well, I guess this is as good as it gets. 
If you're going to get the rest of society to get on board with gay culture, then your best bet is a gun-toting, drug-addicted convict who is in prison for allegedly trying to kill his enemies. It's like... We have our gay hero, ladies and gentlemen. Now shut the fuck up. That's all you get. That's the best you get. Gun-toting, meth-smoking redneck. There's a scene where he's talking to his newest husband, who is like a 19-year-old guy. And he's asking him, are you straight? Are you straight? Do you like girls or do you like men? And the guy's like, oh, I like girls. And he's like, let me ask you something. When you watch a porno, do you prefer to watch when the girl's getting fucked by somebody with a little dick or a big dick? (laughs) And the guy's like, "Uh, a big dick, I guess. And he's like, well, then you ain't all the way straight then, are you? (laughs) You ain't you ain't all the way then straight, are you, honey? <laughs> so I love him. Uh, no, it's on Netflix, The Tiger King. So there you go. All right. Good news, by the way, guys. Good news. It isn't all bad. I know a lot of people are probably destitute right now. They don't know where to turn. In this time of quarantine dreaming, We're running out of options. I heard that alcohol intake is going up by like 55%. Domestic violence is jumping by like 10, 15, 20%, depending on the country. People are starting to get a little stir crazy. They're starting to get a little cabin fever. So I think it's wonderful that our friends at the corporate media, YouTube and the World Health Organization have banded together, ladies and gentlemen. Brian Stelter, show us the way, exactly. They have come together to give us a little relief on one night of this quarantine hell. Brian Stelter on Twitter earlier today, ladies and gentlemen, just announced CBS, ABC, NBC networks are coming together to air the One World Together at Home special. (laughs) I can't wait. We are the world. We are the children. Isn't it going to be good? There's going to be lots of hand-holding. There's bound to be uh, people coming on saying, well, you know, these disaffected communities are feeling the effects of COVID-19 more than anyone else. At at least it's replacing climate change awareness stuff because I was kind of getting sick of that. I think they jumped the shark with Greta, this privileged little white girl from, from Sweden. I think everybody was like, well, I can't feel sorry for climate change people anymore. Not when their representative is a rich Swedish girl who sails around the world on a yacht, on a private yacht. No, fuck that. So we've got ourselves a new mission. We've got ourselves a new take. And it is coronavirus, ladies and gentlemen. We are the cringe. We are the boomers. Joy of Pessy. DLive.tv slash Joy of Pessy, ladies and gentlemen. Colbert, Kimmel and Fallon will co-host it'll be on broadcast plus more than a dozen cable channels and youtube which isn't obvious at all as we all know ladies and gentlemen over the last 12 months 18 months two years if you go to the trending page on youtube now what do you see remember the good old days when you used to see monkey pissing in its own mouth dumb cat videos shit like that If you go to the trending page on YouTube now, you see CBS, ABC, NBC, Kimmel, Fallon, Colbert, right? The people with millions and millions of dollars of backing, corporate backing. And I love the fact now that all of these people are basically YouTubers and they fucking suck. They're terrible at it. 
They can't even get their sound right half of the time. You take these people out of the studio, they're not talented at all. You take them away from the energy of a live studio audience and they're very, very average YouTubers. So the One World Concert, it's organised by a group called Global Citizen and the World Health Organisation, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! (laughs) (coughs) You wouldn't believe it if I told you. The World Health Organization and Global Citizen teaming up with NBC, ABC, CBS, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon and Stephen Colbert to host a benefit night on YouTube. Fucking what a shock. What a story. <laughs> Can this get any any more transparently cringe at this point? Can this get any more obvious what's taking place here? <clears throat> While certain channels on YouTube are just squished and squashed out of not into non-existence, while they're face-planted and cut down and shadow-banned and all the rest of it, well, this totally organic coming together of all of these corporate news stations and these cable networks and YouTube and the World Health Organization, they're going to have a benefit concert. And like I said, there's going to be people up there holding, they're going to be holding hands, little ads are going to come up on the, flash up on the screen, While you're at home during this coronavirus lockdown, try to think of the people who have it worse than you. This is little Kimmy. And little Kimmy, she hasn't been able to go to school for six weeks. She hasn't got any toilet paper. Her ass is incredibly itchy. Don't you want to give to little Kimmy? Stephen Colbert comes back and is like, well, it's a tremendous drive. It's a great idea. We're doing this for the right reasons. Here's ABC. <laughs> Let's go back to ABC now to see how much money we're making. How many people have died? Let's go to NBC. I can't wait. <clears throat> I'm very much looking forward to this. I think it's a great idea. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. I'll and see you in hell. If that doesn't if that doesn't make you excited, ladies and gentlemen, the corporate bigwigs, the cable news networks, the Kimmels, the Fallons, the Colbers getting together to do a benefit show for COVID nineteen on YouTube, maybe this will get your attention. In the car park of a Walmart, I think. Please remember to wash your hands often, stay home if you are sick, and practice good social separation of at least six feet when possible. Jay Jay Ibis in the chat. Remember when Colbert was funny? I do. Ironically, when he was pretending to be a Republican, he was 10 times funnier than he is now. Now he's playing himself. He's not funny at all. But when he was pretending to be a Republican, the guy was fucking hilarious. The incel IT says never. No, no. The uh, the Colbert rapport, that was a fucking hilarious show. Like I said, when he was pretending to be a Republican, then he was hilarious. But now, not so much. This this isn't disconcerting at all, by the way. I, I love the I love the candor of the voiceover. Remember to wash your hands often. Wash your stay hands. Stay home if you are sick, and practice good social separation of at least six feet when possible. <laughs> Loitering inside or outside of the store is strictly prohibited. Thank you. Every, everywhere is now a Starbucks. 
everywhere. Loitering outside and inside the store is now strictly prohibited. Oh, if only coronavirus was around when black people wanted to buy coffee in Starbucks, huh? I guess we'll never learn. Uh, you also had this coming out of Louisiana, ladies and gentlemen. That siren, known by many from the movie The Purge, was not received well by some living in Crowley. <laughs> Crowley? Do not, <laughs> do not, there are probably some areas where you don't want to play the purge siren. I imagine Louisiana would be one of them. <laughs> it's, oh my fucking God, it's Silent Hill. <laughs> oh, not the ad again. Oh, see, if you rewind on these stupid little things, you have to watch an ad. And I don't want to get popped for having the ad up. Because as you all know, I guess we're not big enough to be on the fucking, on the benefit concert. Nobody's got in touch with me yet, unfortunately. Hey, Boogs, you want to be in the uh, COVID-19 benefit concert? Yeah. Can I bring my weird drone that disinfects people in the crowd? Sure. Sounds great. Gassing people. All right. I do love that some people say, well, this is all the media. The media is doing all of this. The media is the one, the media is responsible. Don't get me wrong, I, I hit the media twice as hard as just about anybody. Constantly bashing the media. That The police are not the media. So while they're giving press conferences during the day and they're saying, now listen here, everybody. Here in Louisiana, the main thing is that you're not supposed to panic. Here in Louisiana, we're doing our best to protect the community. We're looking after the community. We're making sure that nobody gets sick. Okay? So we've got a couple of rules that we want you to follow. First of all, y'all got to stay six feet away from one another at all times. Okay? Don't go outside. Make sure you don't go outside. Make sure you don't go into busy places. Don't travel unless it's necessary, unless it's essential. Unless you're picking up the groceries and your grits. Unless you're going down to get your medicine. Aside from that, we don't want you outside. But don't panic. The main thing here is don't panic. If y'all take care of yourselves, we will take care of you. Of course, we covered the story last week, ladies and gentlemen, in Louisiana. They are putting ankle bracelets on people who have committed no crimes, who are now under house arrest just because they are sick. And they are sending uh, prison guards to check on the people in their houses <laughs> and attach ankle bracelets to them so their movements can be tracked by court order. We got our rights! Okay, good for you. Nice rights, bro. So during the day, don't panic, be calm, nothing to see here. And this is what they're doing at night. That siren known by many from the movie The Purge was not received well by some living in Crowley. Chris Walty spoke to the chief on his decision to sound the siren as a part of the city's curfew. <laughs> Crowley Police Chief Jimmy Broussard says he's never seen The Purge, but he knows the sound to be an old military siren. Since the alert, thank you for the diamond, Robbie. Don't care. Bullshit can't happen here. Don't worry, we're getting to everybody's favorite game show after this. Thursday night, the department. Where is this? Louisiana has received mixed messages about their curfew warning to residents. 
Ty Abshire was caught off guard when he heard the purge siren echoing through the streets of Crowley around 9 o'clock. If you don't know what the purge is, the purge is a movie where it's in a dystopian future where one night of the year uh, murder is legal. So people are allowed to, it's a it's a way to keep the population down. So for one night of the year, uh, any you're allowed to kill whoever you want, and that's that's for everybody. And there's a big countdown clock, so everybody goes around killing each other. That's the siren. <laughs> Thursday night. It was just crazy. It's I knew crazy. they had the curfew, but nobody was expecting to hear that kind of siren. Yeah. Police chief Jimmy Broussard says his intent was never to scare anyone. <laughs> I didn't want to scare nobody. <laughs> well, you listen to me right now. My intent was not to scare anybody. I just wanted my squad cars patrolling the area with their with their blue lights flashing, sounding an old war siren because I was trying to keep people calm. Don't you understand? We all know that when there's sirens going off as if there's a nuke being dropped on the town... That usually makes people calm. <laughs> I don't want to scare nobody. Fucking bulls. They just say whatever they want now. They just say stuff. They just make it up as they go along. Why the hell why the hell were you playing the siren? Oh, because I was trying to keep people calm. <laughs> oh my god, what's that? Shh. It's okay, sweetie. It's just to help you go to sleep. <laughs> As we examined it, we didn't want to go through with our regular sirens because we didn't want to create more havoc. <laughs> and one of the officers who is military approached me and said, well, you know, Chief, there is an old military uh, siren that was used. It was used in the movie Purge, but it's been used for many, many years. Whoa, 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 whoa. Didn't they say earlier that he didn't know that it was used in the movie Purge? And after listening to us, I said, well, it's a more muffled tone. It, you know, wouldn't create to me as much havoc. <laughs> what the hell? What is going on? What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? The cops are cruising around enforcing curfews with military sirens. And like 90% of the population is walking around going, this is fine. This is normal. This is just normal stuff. And then we, we never, our intention was never to make anybody feel nervous. We never, we never wanted to, uh, you know, make anybody feel like there was some kind of chaotic situation taking place. It was just to keep people calm, remind them that they need to stay in their house or we shoot them in the fucking face. That's what we wanted to do. The department has since received more than 500 comments on Facebook questioning why they use the siren and why the curfew is being strictly enforced. It was to remind people that this is a very serious matter. Uh, uh, it's yeah. a very serious disease. It's a very serious right. pandemic going on. Yeah. I think part of the issue is people are not seeing, even if they look at the statistics, it's not real to statistics. them. Even if they look at the statistics, it ain't real. So we just wanted to remind people that this is a very serious situation. And the way we decided to do that was to play sounds to make it sound as though World War Three was taking place right here in Louisiana. <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The genius of local police during a pandemic. 
absolutely sensational stuff. Well, we got some good news down here in Australia. Let me bring you down under. Welcome to Down Under. We got some good news the other day. Great news. Positive news about Corona Chan. Let's have a little look, see what we're dealing with down here. Welcome back. We've got some breaking news for you now and confirmation from New South Wales Police. Yep. That state's social distancing rules uh -huh. will stay in place for 90 days. This is fine. This is fine. <laughs> this is absolutely fine. <laughs> I mean, 90 days is not like I'm going to go crazy or anything. Not like people are going to go crazy or anything after 90 days. It'll go by like that. Like that. It'll just fly by. Three more months. Minimum, by the way. Minimum. Could be longer. Definitely minimum. Definitely just 90 days at least. Uh, we've been playing. If you haven't been watching the shows over the last couple of weeks, ladies and gentlemen, yes, we'll let you know. By popular demand, because I've had so many people get in touch um, who were longtime listeners of the show, I am streaming again on Periscope and YouTube, but... Um, the full replays won't they won't stay up on Periscope and YouTube. So the full replays will be on BitChute. So if you go to bitshoot.com slash boogie bumper, you'll be if you've missed the last few weeks when we haven't been on those platforms, all of those shows are uploaded on BitChute. Go to the lockdown episodes from a couple of weeks ago. Where we went into this in depth. So we have Riot Squad here, ladies and gentlemen, ushering people off the beach. Kicking people off the beach. Um, if you're a guy who's just laying on a towel in a park by yourself with nobody around you, you can expect that the police will come up and usher you on. And if you refuse, you can get six months prison for it. <clears throat> six months jail for just sitting in a park on your own doing nothing. Six months jail or a thousand dollar fine. Uh, we have record cheap petrol prices here at the moment, record low gas prices, lower than they've been for 10 months, uh, 10 years, pardon me, which is fantastic. The only thing is if you put the, put the gas in your car and then drive your car somewhere else, you will get fined $11,000 for doing so. <laughs> so we've got cheap, cheap fuel, but we can't use it, which is absolutely wonderful. Which means that two-person rule could <clears throat> stick around until the end of... Oh, yes. If you're standing in a group of three people, ladies and gentlemen, you will be arrested, or at least one of you. I guess they have to figure out who was there last because they, they would be the one breaking the law. This is fine. Just three more months. Great. Great. Should fly by. June. In the meantime, police say they will apply the law with discretion. If I said it's okay to sit on a park bench, then everyone's going to go to the park. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
Wow, huh? <laughs> Thanks for the policing, bro. Thanks for keeping us safe. Look. Look, ladies and gentlemen, here's the reality, okay? We've got a 90-day order to move people on from social situations. Groups of three can't have it going to jail. You're not allowed to drive your car, all right? I mean, we can't have people on the beach. We can't have people in the park minding their own business. So listen, well, what about if I'm sitting on a bench? Oh, look, it's one of those things. If I told people that it was okay to sit on a park bench on their own, then all of a sudden people would be sitting on park benches. And I, we can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody cares. I was reading a poll earlier from like the, I think it was from the UK. And like 80, it was wild. 80% of people in the UK are now in the place. They are happy to give up some of their rights to ensure that there isn't a second sweep of coronavirus already. And we're only in this like two months now. They are already ready to hand over their rights, hand over their freedoms. Something like 65 or 70% of people in the UK are happy for mass tracking surveillance of individuals if it means um, stopping spread of coronavirus. 70% of people, 7 out of 10. Like I've been saying on this show for a while, if you think you're in the majority here when it comes to like individual liberty and individual freedom, I'm obviously a black shirt wearing libertarian. You know where I stand on that stuff. But if you thought you were in the majority, guess again. People are falling over themselves to hand over their individual rights to combat this. They can't wait to give away their freedoms. They're begging for their freedoms to be taken away. And I'll remind you of that line that I got told once again about two years ago when I said, eventually people will get sick of this. Eventually people will get angry. Eventually people will start doing something when you keep trampling on their rights and taking their freedoms away. And the line that I got in return at the risk of sounding too repetitive was this. No, people will lock themselves in their own prison and throw away the key because somebody else will tell them it will keep them safe. And now look at what we are doing two years later. We are locking ourselves in our homes. We are throwing away the key, 90 days, six months, whatever you say, sir. Whatever you think is best. Why? Because somebody's telling us it'll keep us safe. And there you have it. The prophecy completes. The prophecy comes full circle. And like I said, if you think you're in the majority when you say that's bullshit, guess again, you are in a teeny tiny little minority of people. If I said it's okay to sit on a park bench, then everyone's going to go to the park and we're going to end up back where we started. <laughs> being, being able to sit on park benches. <laughs> the commissioner says in exceptional circumstances, some returning travellers have been allowed to self-isolate at home. Oh, good, good. Today, 200 soldiers returning from the Middle East have confirmed they will isolate <clears throat> in hotels like the rest of those who've come back from overseas. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, the main thing here is, ladies and gentlemen, it's just to remember the fundamentals because... I know that you know that most of my audience here is from the United States. You know I love you, brothers and sisters. You know I love you. So you know this is true. This is only happening in Australia. <laughs> this is only happening in Australia. So 
the six months jail and the $1,000 fines, that's over. Well, that's over in Australia. That'll never happen here. You see, we've got something called the Constitution. You stupid fucking foreigner. You don't understand. We got the Constitution. We got the Bill of Rights. We got the Second Amendment, baby. If they try that shit on us, we'd be marching on Washington. There's going to be another civil war. You wouldn't understand because you gave your guns away. You stupid fucking foreigner. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for everybody's favorite game show. Communist China, come on down. That's right. Come on down, Communist China. Get your ass up down here. Australia, come on down. Come on down, Australia. Come on. Come on down. And the United States of America, come on down. You're the next contestant on It'll Never Happen Here. That's right. The world's favourite game show, ladies and gentlemen. It'll Never Happen Here. Caught this tweet over the weekend, and I was very unsurprised. This is a legally enforceable order issued under California law government. Code section 8665. It's a crime to violate this order, and you may be punished by up to a $1,000 fine or six months behind bars. Literally the exact same fine. The exact same penalty. (laughs) Oh, we forgot about our friends in the UK too. Remember uh, three weeks ago, we spoke about the UK government throwing up this idea that they might give six months jail or uh, £1,000 fines to people who are outside without a good reason to do so? Yeah, but that's over in the UK. That'll never happen here. Then it happened in Australia. Yeah, but that's down in Australia. That'll never happen here. They don't have their guns. They give their guns away. (laughs) Well... Now it's happening in the place which used to be called the Wild West, believe it or not. Let's have a look. Let's see what's happening in California, ladies and gentlemen. Over the past couple weeks, our deputies have gone out on foot and provided physical copies of the public health order as well as the executive order to educate. You show them. You teach them a lesson. Our community members and businesses. And now we've gotten to the point that we've had to escalate, and now we're doing enforcement. Enforcement, A large group of our deputies and detectives did go out. Enforcement sounds nice. Sounds safe. And conduct enforcement for those who are violating the order. These were not recommendations. I'll see you in hell. ...that came down. These were actual orders that our deputies have gotten to the point now. We've got our orders. We will enforce, and we're going to continue to be doing enforcement. And it's, it's not that we're trying to be mean or, or exert unnecessary. <laughs> now, don't be stupid. Don't be stupid, uh, my, my citizen brothers and sisters. It's not like we're trying to be mean over here. We're not being mean. We're not being nasty. We're just enforcing stay-at-home orders and throwing you in prison if you don't do it, okay? Okay. <laughs> We're just finding people without when they're outside without a good reason to do so. It's not like we're being mean or anything. Okay. Isn't it great? They they do talk to everybody like children now, don't they? 
I know that we've been slowly heading towards this. Like we've been getting more and more dumbed down, infantilized over the last sort of 10, 20, 30 years, but now it is at obscene levels. We're not being big. We're not being big old meanies to you. We're just enforcing a rule and we'll throw you in jail if you don't do it. Okay. And it's it's not that we're trying to be, trying to be mean, mean. Or, or exert unnecessary authority. It's we're dealing with the crisis at this point. And we're not exerting unnecessary authority. There's a crisis. Ah, okay. I get it. I understand. <laughs> Wait, so last week when I was allowed to surf on my own in the ocean, but now I have riot squad members waiting for me on the beach to hand me a fine or throw me in prison for doing so. Ah, uh, that's not exerting unnecessary force. No, no, no. Don't you see? There's a crisis. Oh, okay. Sorry. My, my mistake. Take me away, officer. And we want compliance from everybody. Compliance. Compliance. We just want compliance, guys. We're not exerting unnecessary force. We're just urging compliance. <laughs> the spin is happening in real time. They think in spin. They think in propaganda. Wow. <laughs> my government is urging compliance. They're not exerting unnecessary force. They're urging compliance because they care. Because they love me. Because they're protecting me. Because this is lives that we're trying to save. We're, try we're trying to save lives, goddammit! The quicker we can shut down this, this spread and this pandemic, the quicker that we can all get back to a normal life. I do want to assure... <laughs> the quicker that everybody accepts house arrest, even though they haven't committed a crime, the quicker we will ha we will be able to stop putting people under house arrest. It makes total sense to me. Think of the lives we're saving. Think of all of the lives we're saving, ladies and gentlemen. The thing I love most about this is the revolving... You know, people have often made jokes about revolving door prisons. Have a look at this. Nearly half of San Francisco's inmate population has been released to avoid coronavirus outbreaks within jails. So just take a moment, step back from this for a moment and see what's happening here. Both of these stories coming out of California, one in San Diego, one in San Francisco, granted, but they both start with San, so it's close enough <laughs> for the purpose of this uh, comparison. So in San Diego... <laughs> Some, I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like jumping off a bridge. So in San Diego, they are locking people up who haven't done anything wrong, right? So you're just walking around on the beach, you're strolling about at the park or something like that. You're outside without a good valid reason. You never used to need a reason, but now you do. So they're arresting people and throwing them in jail to avoid the spread of coronavirus on the outside world. Whilst at the same time, they are they are releasing prisoners from jail to avoid the spread of coronavirus inside the jail. <laughs> so the non-criminals are now getting locked up to stop coronavirus spread. At the same time, like they're walking past each other in the hallway. You in your Hawaiian shirt and your flip-flops, you're getting marched in and the guys in the orange jumpsuits are getting marched out. All to avoid the spread of coronavirus. <laughs> what do you fucking do at this point? What the hell is going on? <laughs> so you let the criminals out so they don't spread coronavirus in the jail. What are they going to do? 
I've been locked up for 10 years. I can't wait to go down to the park, get some fresh air, maybe have a swim and a beach. You're right back in jail again. No, no, no. You you were allowed out of prison under the condition that you would go straight home and never leave. Oh, (laughs) just like everybody else. (laughs) Isn't it great? San Francisco County Jail's inmate population has been reduced by nearly 50% since January in a bid to avoid coronavirus outbreaks in jails and prisons. Piper, was it Piper Ohio? Are you mocking James? <laughs> no. <laughs> I just wanted the image of somebody who's, you know, enjoying the sunshine, being locked up in prison. And the best way I could think of was a Hawaiian shirt and flip-flops. It's not my fault he wears them. I've been telling him not to wear that shit for two years. Don't blame me. <laughs> Because the cops are going to be looking for guys like that. In fact, this is a PSA for James, our friend at Real Person PLTCS. James, if you're out there, stop wearing the Hawaiian shirt. Stop wearing the flip-flops because the riot squad is going to be up your ass, my man. They're looking for guys like you. At least, at least wear a plain black suit, a plain black shirt. That way you don't stand out. If, you, if you're walking around in a Hawaiian shirt and flip-flops, man, they're looking for guys like you because you look like the kind of guy who would just be strolling on the beach without a reason. You look like a tourist. And the coppers are going to be all over you. They'll be sticking to you like shit to a blanket. Now is a good excuse. Now is a good time to change that wardrobe. <laughs> Lou Frigno in the chat. You look like you're having fun outside. To the gulag! Exactly. The number of incarcerated people in San Francisco County jails has been reduced by nearly 50% since January 21 as non-violent offenders are released to prevent the spread of coronavirus. San Francisco's jail population fell to 766 inmates over the weekend, down from 1,238 on January 1, according to a tweet by San Francisco District Attorney Chisa, Chisa, Chisa Budin. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So if you're outside enjoying yourself, having a bit of fun in the sun, you'll get locked up. If you're in prison, you'll get let out. All thanks to coronavirus. Isn't coronavirus just wonderful? Think of the things that it's done. Think of the things that it's achieved. Uh, I personally like, rather than being locked up, rather than being fined, rather than having my freedom taken away, I definitely prefer the Indian government approach to dealing with people who are outside for no reason. Have a look at how the Indians are doing it. Police have been punishing people, breaking lockdown laws in India. (laughs) If you're listening to the podcast, you can't see this, but the Indian police, ladies and gentlemen, how they deal with people who are outside without a good reason to do so, they're not locking them up. They're not fining them. They're just beating them over the head with sticks. I, I would prefer that. Wouldn't you? I'd rather take a beating on the street than get locked up in prison for six months. Give me the beating. I'll take the beating. Because then at least I can still go a caning. I'd rather have a caning in the street than go to prison for six months. I don't know anybody. Who would rather take prison over a caning? Walking outside without a reason? That's a paddling. Driving around in your tuk-tuk? That's a paddling. Heading to the local bar to get yourself a beer? Oh, you better believe that's a paddling. Now, the push-ups, on the other hand, 
I would rather take six months jail than be forced to do 20 push-ups. <laughs> God, that's got to be tough. Imagine being a migrant worker in India. How bad was the place you came from? Because <laughs> we, we take migrant workers from India. So where does India get their migrant workers from? Holy shit. They are forced to try and make their way back to their back to my home village. The police will beat me. I'm afraid they'll beat me. They aren't even allowing us to sit anywhere. See, not allowed to sit. Not allowed to sit on a park bench. It'll never happen here, ladies and gentlemen. The UK, come on down. Australia, come on down. Come on down. The United States of America, come on down. And India. You're the next contestant on It'll Never Happen Here. (laughs) Isn't it funny how we all have the same rules? Not allowed to sit on a park bench in India. Not allowed to sit on a park bench in Sydney. Isn't Isn't that the darndest thing? We're hungry for two days, so we decided in case we are remembering our parents a lot that is thought we're going through for last month, so we may as well go home to our parents for a month. As it is, we are jobless at the moment, so it's better to go home since there is no transport. We decided to walk all the way. Local food shelters can't feed everyone. have been snatching the plates from our hands. There are so many people now that we're finding it difficult to function and are running out of food and rations. So there you go. They're, they're handling things very well over in India, ladies and gentlemen. Thank, Thank you for coming. coming. I'll, I'll see you, you in hell. How about this? <laughs> never happen here. Mobile phone location data used to track Australians' movements during the coronavirus crisis. But Boogs... The government has always used mobile phone data to track people's movements. The government has always been hacking people's phones to track their movements. This isn't new. Of course, uh, that remains the dumbest argument in the history of argument, ladies and gentlemen, because I would just say to somebody, so if you say, well, the government is now making it legal to get mobile phone data from citizens to track their movements, and somebody says, but they've always done it, just hit them with this. Oh, okay. Illegal immigration has always happened. Maybe we should make it legal. And they'll go, that's crazy, man. That's crazy talk. Just because it's always happened doesn't mean it should be legal. Oh, okay. Murder has always happened. Maybe we should just make it legal. (laughs) What are you, some kind of whack job? What are you, some kind of idiot? I don't even know what this guy's talking about. He's saying just because it's always happened, it should be legal now. Well, it's the same thing. But Boogie, the governments have always been tracking data on our phones. We should just make it legal. (laughs) How you think you're different 
from the whacked out open borders people who say you should just legalize illegal immigration. I, I, it's beyond me. But this is what this is one of the uh, side effects of coronavirus. It turns people into fucking morons. Vodafone has provided the mobile phone location data of several million Australians in anonymized and aggregated form. Ah, oh, it's anonymous, guys. <laughs> you can trust. You can trust Google and Vodafone. You can trust Google. Google is bagger. So you've got you've got Microsoft. You've got Apple, you've got Google, and you've got Amazon. That's MAGA. Google is MAGA. To date, governments, medical experts, and the media have used location data from transport apps such as CityMapper, which shows how people move throughout cities like Sydney and Melbourne using public transport in an attempt to determine whether people's movements have reduced. But such data is limited in its use as it relies on active usage of one app alone, an app that isn't necessarily used by a large percentage of Australians. So we had to take the option out of people's hands, you see. We had, because, there, look, <clears throat> we had this, we had this wonderful idea. What if we track people's movements? We get them to download an app. And then we'll use this app to track their movements and make sure they're socially isolating. But sir, there's a problem. Oh yeah, what's that? The problem is not enough people are downloading this app. Not enough people are voluntarily entering into this agreement to have their data tracked. Whatever will we do? Frozen Asian, ladies and gentlemen. Sunday Night Shit Show. Follow Sunday Night Shit Show on DLive, ladies and gentlemen. DLive.tv slash, is it SNSL? SNSS? Now I need to know. Can you please put your link in the chat, sir? I don't know if it's Sunday Night Shit Show, but follow the Sunday Night Shit Show, ladies and gentlemen. Frozen Asian and the gang. Always a good time. So, this is the problem, sir. And not enough people are downloading the app. They're not voluntarily entering into this agreement to have their data tracked. Well, well, I guess we'll just have to take the option out of their hands then, won't we? <clears throat> I guess we'll... Thank you, Kitty. Thank you. I guess we'll just have to make it involuntary. And that's exactly what we've done. Google has also published an Australian report, a nice a report, based on Google Maps and how its users' movements have changed. Mobile phone location data of millions of users from one of Australia's telco providers, however, can provide a clearer picture. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time once again for our favourite game show. Because remember, we've got rights. We've got the Second Amendment. We've got a constitution. It'll never happen here. China, come on down. That's right, China. Get your ass off down here. Australia, come on down. Come on down, Australia. And the United States of America, come on down. You're the next contestant on It'll Never Happen Here. Thank you for playing the United States of America, ladies and gentlemen. A diamond from YouTube, uh, Woodchip TV. Thank you so much, sir. We all live in a yellow submarine. Coronavirus phone tracking now impacts us all, and this is just the start. <clears throat> We're all becoming China now. We covered this story of this exact same technology being used by the Chinese government a month ago on this program. And we said on that program, don't worry, it's coming. They are going to do the same thing to us. 
It'll never happen here. <laughs> I, I can only laugh at this point. Back then, people, back then, a month ago, people only wanted to talk about how the flu was worse. And when you bring up this conversation, they weren't fucking interested. Oh, no. No, no, no. Let's talk about how the media is deceiving people. Let's talk about how many people have died from the flu. I'm like, think about the uh, the tech overreach here. Think about the government overreach. They are going to start tracking your shit. They are going to start locking you up in your houses. They are going to start shutting the country down. That's what's really happening. But the flu has killed more people. It's like, okay. And now here we are a month later and everyone's like, but why are they doing this? I don't know. Because nobody was fucking paying attention, maybe? Perhaps? Who knows? It has become just one more factor in the new normal we are living with today. The new normal. I don't like the new normal as much as I like the old normal. To be fair. The old normal was pretty shitty, but it was better than the new normal. After an escalating backlash in months gone by against phone tracking technologies, a backlash that promoted location privacy responses from Apple and Google, Google is bagger. And now we're all being tracked to help stem the spread of coronavirus and apparently we're fine with it. Yes. Absolutely. We love it. Pardon me. Google itself openly joined the tracking fray on April 3rd, announcing that it would now provide generalized tracking data for 131 countries to, quote, chart movement trends over time by geography across different high-level categories of places such as retail and recreation. Thank you for the diamond winning TV. Follow winning TV on DLive, by the way. DLive.tv. DLive. Ugh, pardon me. DLive.tv slash winning TV. I'm sorry, you need to have a score of at least 700 to board this airplane. Robbie don't care. Thank you for joining us, Desert Cat. To chart movement trends over time by geography across different high-level categories of places such as retail and recreation, groceries and pharmacies, parks, transit stations, workplaces and residential. The tech, the tech giant was keen to emphasise that this was to, quote, protect people's privacy. <laughs> Google would never do anything wrong to us. Google is back in now. We love Google. <laughs> I can't anymore. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> No personally identifiable info, because in six months, you know that this is all going to be out the window. You just know it, and people will act surprised. What? What? The data was never anonymous. What the hell are you talking? We had guarantees, sir. This makes us feel better, apparently. It was the same when Ring the US the decided... Get your cheese, man. Get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub, Steph. It was the same when the US decided the location data collected by mobile, the mobile marketing industry negated the need to seek legal access to mobile network logs or to engage more invasive surveillance tech. We are happy to overlook that it's only anonymous because organizations are withholding some of the data they collect from the government. Yes, that's right. The mobile marketing industry is keeping us safe by hiding some of their data from the government charged with fighting the spread of coronavirus. If they wanted to Ring individualize the bell it and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub, Rock in America. Uh, winning TV, pardon me. Thank you for the sub. 
then technically they could. And for advertising, to all intents and purposes, they do. They do. The largest countries in Europe, as well as Australia, are now tapping into the location data collected by the mobile networks themselves. A data set that has much less potency than the marketing data in the US has decided to that the US has decided to use. When your network tracks your location, the pinpoint accuracy is highly dependent on where you are, even in busy urban areas Ring with countless cell towers. Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you very winning TV handing out the subs, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. Highly dependent on where you are, even in busy urban areas with countless cell towers, we are likely talking a few tens of metres. By contrast, the marketing data uses the phone's GPS signal as well as other beacons it can access. It is much more accurate. <clears throat> so, this, like everything else we refer to tonight, ladies and gentlemen, will be in the show notes. Got another quick story for you here. How are we going for time? What's the time? We're going well for time? Gee, we're chugging through. God, we're over an hour already. Time flies when you're getting your balls kicked in by the government. <clears throat> Brits ignore coronavirus lockdown. Essential only rules seen as man buying lava lamp. No lava lamps and Red Bulls for you during the lockdown, sir. Only toilet paper and pasta. That's all you're allowed to buy now. <laughs> Remember, ladies and gentlemen, do you remember about a month ago when they was telling us to stop buying too much toilet paper, stop buying so much pasta, stop buying so much rice? Remember that? That was part of the new reality? Just just cast your mind back to remember remembering when you weren't allowed to buy too much of stuff. Well, now, now, ladies and gentlemen, you're only allowed to buy... <laughs> You're only allowed to buy toilet paper and pasta and water. You are now only allowed to buy the thing that you weren't allowed to buy too much of. If Are you following here at home? In California, they are locking people up who are outside without a good reason to prevent the spread of coronavirus whilst they are literally letting people out of prison to prevent the spread of coronavirus in prison. In the UK... You weren't allowed to buy too much pasta and too much toilet paper, but now that's all you're allowed to buy is the thing that you're not allowed to buy too much of. Are you following? Are you keeping track? Are you keeping notes? While the government is instructing people to stay at home, many Brits seem to be treating this like an unprecedented period as a giant blank holiday. Prime Minister Boris Johnson, who's now in hospital with the coof, has told Brits not to leave their houses to lower the number <coughs> pardon me, of coronavirus cases, uh, infections, and lighten the load on NHS resources. But shoppers have instead flocked to DIY shops to stock up on paint and other decorating products to give their homes a spring clean and a makeover. No, you must sit in your home filthy, and if there are jobs to be done around the home, you are not allowed to do them. Has your wife been nagging you to fix the garage door for the last six months? Well, unfortunately for her, you're only allowed to buy toilet paper and pasta. I don't want to see you walking out of there with a hot glue gun, you fucking criminal. Essential only. What don't you understand? There will be no odd jobs taking place around the home. And then a, a sigh of relief was sighed collectively by millions of men across the Western world. <sighs> 
you you heard the police. You heard the police, honey. I guess I'll just have to play Xbox all day. I'm not allowed to fix the house. I'm not allowed to clean anything. Ring the we bell have to live in our own shit. Cheese, man. Winning TV, handing out the dish and out the subs, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. We'll just have to live in piles of our own shit with a with a garage door that doesn't work properly. Like, that's all we'll have to do. Hello, Call of Duty. <laughs> Thank you for the diamond, Robbie Don't Care. Clown World was at least fun. Welcome to Piss Earth. <laughs> Clown World, we had a little fun, right? They weren't so bad. They weren't so bad those days. In Stockton on Tees, County Durham, customers were seen emerging from a branch of B&M with purchases as extravagant, extravagant, listen to this, as lava lamps and doormats. Doormats. <laughs> The extravagant lava lamp and doormat, ladies and gentlemen, really spruce up the house with a lava lamp. It feels like it's 1968 all over again, which would be hard to describe as, quote, essentials. While other customers bought a dustbin, a steering wheel, a steering wheel isn't fucking essential. (laughs) You don't need a steering wheel. You just put a shifting spanner on the steering column and you drive with that. A trolley full of compost, a huge mirror at the range in Southend on Sea Essex, ladies and gentlemen. So there's now a crackdown in the UK. You're not allowed to buy non-essential Ring the products. Bell and get your cheese, man. Oh, winning TV. Very generous today, winning TV. If you wanted a free sub to the channel, I think now would be the time because winning TV is handing it out like coronavirus, ladies and gentlemen. Spreading like wildfire. But hey, that's only in the UK, right? I mean, these kinds of crazy laws where you can only buy essential items, where you're being told literally what you can have on your shopping list. That would only happen in crazy places like the UK, right? Oh, no. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another episode of Everybody's Favourite Game Show, live from the D-Live Studios with your host, Boogie Bumper. The UK, come on down. Come on down, UK. Australia, come on down. Make your way past them. There you go. And the United States of America, come on. Contestants on It'll never happen here Until, We've got enough material For it'll never happen here To film You know We could film more episodes Of it'll never happen here Than Lily Singh films In six months Of her fucking show Thank you for coming i see you in hell <laughs> We could film three years worth Of it'll never happen here Right here Right now Today With all the stories we have Vermont orders Walmart Target to stop selling non-essential items in the store. Well done, Vermont. It'll never happen here. And people have the audacity to say that uh, coronavirus is turning Western countries into command economies. Where, Where on earth did they get that idea? It is a question a lot of you have right now. Can law enforcement agencies really enforce those stay at home orders? Yes. And if so, what exactly can they do? Evan Kosloff verifies. 
Our Verify team has been in overdrive, fact-checking claims about the coronavirus on social media. Thank you very well, much. This, will be, this ought to be good. Has really stepped up. It is critical that we're all working together to stop the spread. By now, you know that lawmakers across the country have placed bans on group gatherings. We're encouraging, uh, directing. Uh, we're encouraging, uh, directing. Uh, we are encouraging people to go along with this uh, compliance rule. Uh, I wouldn't say that it is necessarily a law, um, but what we do is after the babies are born, we take the little baby and then a discussion will ensue between the mother and the physician and they will be the only two people in the room because otherwise there's going to be some coronavirus getting spread around in that motherfucker. So if you're the daddy of the baby, uh, you need to make sure that you're on the other side of the glass and we may just kill the baby right there and then to make sure that it doesn't get the coof. In fact, all new babies now must be drowned as soon as they're born to, to prevent the spread of coronavirus. You know, I hear those little babies. Those little babies, they uh, take, uh, you know, they can have the coronavirus for a long time and no, not even get any symptoms or anything, and it's very dangerous. So we're going to take those little babies, the beautiful little babies, we're going to keep them comfortable, and then we're going to uh, shove a sock down their throat to make sure that they don't spread the coronavirus because, you know, these babies, they can be born with the coronavirus now. <laughs> We gotta do what we can to protect people. It's for your safety. We gotta look. Gotta get. Gotta kill those little babies now. <laughs> Ten or less people to be in a combined space. Every right. single Marylander can Marylander? be a he Marylander. hero just by staying home. And the CDC says that. Any okay, this is not anything to do with the story. I hate it when people do that. The order applies to big box stores in the state as a way to increase social distancing between customers during the coronavirus crisis. It'll never happen here. State officials in Vermont are ordering large retailers that sell critical items such as food and prescription drugs to stop the in-person sale of non-essential products such as clothing and electronics. Yes. <laughs> so you go down to the store, you pick up your pasta, you pick up your toilet paper, you pick up your Panadol, you pick up your medicine, and while you're at the store, you think, hmm, you know what? I'm kind of running out of underwear. Maybe I'll just pick up a packet of boxer shorts. And you get up to the counter with your boxer shorts, which are now non-essential. Underwear is a non-essential item, ladies and gentlemen. I've been waiting years for this to come to me. As you know, I'm completely naked from the waist down always when I do this show. It's the only way to do it. That's why we play the soft jazz. Just being free, baby. Just being free. So now that underwear is a non-essential item, you'll get up to the register. Here's my pasta. Here's my TP. Here's my water. Here's my medicine. Oh, sorry, sir, we can't sell you the underwear. The government has told us that we can't see the The government is literally telling stores what they can and can't sell, ladies and gentlemen. In the land of the free and the home of the brave. Don't worry, you're not alone. Like, I'm not making funny. Everybody's doing this shit now. But in the place where it, like, the unbridled entrepreneurial spirit literally caused a fucking revolutionary war, right? 3% tax? Fuck you! And now the government is telling the stores what they can and can't sell. How about that?
<laughs> Slap it against your leg, Boog. I have to find it first, Robbie. It's very small. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. It's very small. Teeny, teeny, tiny little thing. Horrifying. Whenever possible, stores such as Walmart, Target and Costco must stop the sale of non-essential items within the store and require online or telephone ordering, delivery and curbside pickup instead. Fundamentally changing the economy, not just by handing out money, not just by shutting down stores, but now by telling stores what they can and can't sell. Ladies and gentlemen, it'll never happen here. It'll never happen here. This is fine. This is fine. Don't worry. Look, it's not all doom and gloom, okay? It's not all doom and gloom. I've got some good news for you. I've got some good news. Do you want some good news? I think we need some good news. Because the mobile phone companies tracking your personal whereabouts, it's not that big of a deal. <clears throat> the government telling stores what they can and can't sell. Who cares, really? Who really cares about that kind of thing? That's not a big, that's not a big deal. Uh, the police playing the purge sirens in Louisiana as they drive around to enforce a curfew. <laughs> you know, it doesn't mean anything. How about the uh, the solitary confinement going on for at least another 90 days? Well, you know, well, you can't win them all, right? You can't win them all. But at least, you know, we're going to have a benefit concert hosted by Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon and Stephen Colbert, thanks to ABC, CBS and NBC and YouTube partnering with the World Health Organization. That'll keep us all occupied for a night. So that's a plus. So it's not all bad. But I do have some good news, ladies and gentlemen. Finally, some good news. And that is you are not on your own when it comes to this crisis. Other people are chipping in. People are joining the fight, ladies and gentlemen. I bring to you the hero that everybody needs right now, the great state of China. Woo, China! Can I get a hell yeah for China? China cares, ladies and gentlemen. Getting a shout out from the governor of New York. We finally got some good news today. Andrew Cuomo on Twitter. The Chinese government has helped facilitate a donation of 1,000 ventilators that will arrive in JFK today. Thank you so much, China. Thank you, China, for the donation. Thank you for the ventilators. <laughs> China. Woo! Andrew Cuomo, and I quote the tweet. I'm quoting his tweet. I thank the Chinese government, Jack Ma, Joe Tsai, and the Jack Ma Foundation, the Tsai Foundation, and the Consul General Huang. Yes. Thank you so thank you so much, China. We couldn't do this without you. China is helping save New York. It's it's like the reality that we've been living in for the last month. Where I don't know, have you seen the stories coming out of Europe where all of this equipment is fucking defective or infected, and they've had to send parts back or send them back? 
How about the stories where uh, employees from Chinese companies are in countries like the United States, like Australia, like the UK, buying up all the med- medical supplies that we have, sending it back to China, and now we're buying Chinese medical supplies back from them, which are defective. <laughs> Forget about that. Let's just rub it. Let's just rub our nipples and think about what a great job Andrew Cuomo is doing, shall we? Let's have a listen. Chinese. Uh, government is going to facilitate a donation of 1,000 ventilators that will come into JFK today. Uh, and I want to thank uh, Joe Tsai and uh, Clara Tsai. Follow Q in the chat. China is MAGA. <laughs> MAGA. And uh, jo- Jack Ma from Alibaba. Make America China again. Uh, and the Nets. Uh, but I'm not stating a preference uh, for their... China, Robbie don't care in the chat. China just gives and gives. Donation. Uh, that's going to be very helpful. And I want to thank uh, very Ambassador Wang very much thank for you, Ambassador his Wang. help in making all of this happen. Nice, Wang. Because this is a big deal. And it's going to make a significant difference for us. I love that expression. Uh, you go to war with what you have, not what you need. Right? And what we have is Chinese-made products. <laughs> If somebody had said this was going to happen six months ago, they would be in an insane asylum right now. This is unbelievable to me. Yep, here we are. The governor of New York, ladies and gentlemen, swallowing angry Chinese loads, thanking them for a... Thank you so much for the ventilators. That's so nice of you. Thank you so much. I can't believe it. Right. Uh, We're not at the apex, so we're still in the stage where we have the luxury, if you will, of gathering as much as we can. Yeah, it's a luxury. Taking Chinese charity in New York City for ventilators, which will probably be defective, is fucking such a luxury. Uh, the 1,000 ventilators, and was from China, and the 140 from Oregon, and we're still shopping, so we're not yet. We're shopping. We're just shopping around. We're getting the best deal that we could get. At the apex, uh, part of me would like to be at the apex and just let's do it. The apex and let's do it. Something that a man with nipple rings should never say. Should never, ever say. Uh Maybe we should do what the Egyptians are doing, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you've seen this video. <laughs> How long till this happens? How long till we see these scenes in the Western world? And, you know, if I had have said that a month ago, six weeks ago, when it comes to mobile phone data getting tracked in China or people getting arrested for being in groups of three or getting $1,000 fines for just being outside... When I said, you know, how long is this going to take until we're doing it? It turned out it was only a couple of weeks. So I guess next week uh, you're likely to see people in hazmat suits walking around in New York, Sydney, London, uh, spraying people and things with an unknown, unquantifiable toxic source. Let's have a look. As the fight against the coronavirus pandemic rages on, some of the most historic and visited places in the world are... Come on now, give me my video back. There we go. 
as the fight against the coronavirus pandemic rages on. It's a, it's, it's a city of pest controllers. Some of the most historic and visited places in the world are getting disinfected as the virus can live on surfaces. Oh, that's good. Just spraying the plants with the toxic disinfectant. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I feel safer. If I saw somebody walking down the street uh, spraying buildings dressed like that and I'm just walking around, you know, dressed normally, say, on my own, of course, because I wouldn't want to be flouting any rules. But if I saw somebody coming the opposite way spraying everything they can touch dressed like it's fucking Fallout 4, I, I, I know I feel a lot safer, don't you? For days. In Egypt, the pyramids of Giza complex was sanitized. <laughs> We're sanitizing the pyramids. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Look at what's going look at what people are doing. The pyramids, which are the last standing wonders of the ancient world, need special care and attention. They're a huge part of Egypt's tourism industry. Crews sanitized walkways leading up to the pyramids, as well as the visitor center. Jesus. The attraction usually receives millions of visitors a year, but this year is different. In Turkey, a team of cleaners... Walking around markets, ladies and gentlemen, spraying people's shit. Spraying your... St Look at them. Look at this. But Boogie, that's in Turkey. That's in Egypt. <laughs> that's happening in places like Turkey and Egypt. It'll never happen here. <laughs> no, I haven't got. I haven't got one yet. That's in preparation. That's in pre. I fucking guarantee you, it's going to happen here. I guarantee you, we're going to be seeing shit like that. But I'm just getting one in early. Okay, <laughs> that is absolutely coming. Trust me. Not. It won't be too long before we're seeing guys in hazmat suits walking around spraying shit at markets, just like they're doing over there. Great off Istanbul's Grand Bazaar. Usually a hive of shoppers and tourists browsing merchandise and relaxing. Not until in next cafes, week, exactly. The Grand Bazaar is empty. Shops are closed and stands are covered. The only visitors now are workers in protective gear. Well, I hope they're buying something. Thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. I hope they're buying something. I hope you're not just going to. Hey, if you spray shit on it, you bought it, pal. Okay. Over in Russia, Moscow's metro got a thorough wipe down. That happened in New York. Workers with rags and buckets carefully wiped handrails and mopped floors, which were then buffed. Buffed. UV lights were also illuminated inside the train's carriages. Ooh. <laughs> Gee, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to put blue lights on a Sydney train at 2 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. <laughs> As an extra disinfectant, you may you may be shocked and horrified. Measure to make sure commuters will be safe from the disease. Fuck hell! The city of Rome is mostly deserted, except for cleaners who walk up and down the streets spraying walkways. 
cleaning buildings from the inside out. <sighs> That's all normal. This is all normal, ladies and gentlemen. How about this? I do want to get to some fun stuff, but we do have to cover this one more thing, and then, then we'll do something fun for the end of the show. Thank you for joining us. You're on the Daily Boogie podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Countries around across the globe are using drones to disinfect public places. Let's have a look. Because why have workers... Ladies and gentlemen, why have workers uh, walking around scrubbing when you can just fly a drone around and it pumps gas out of itself? Isn't this handy? I see you in hell. Does this make you feel safe? Seeing drones flying around, pumping out what could be, I don't know, toxic disinfect. I don't know what it is. Does anybody know what's in these things? <laughs> Bring in the drones. Have a look at it. Just flying around, filling the air with disinfectant. This is obviously a good idea. This is great. Look at that, huh? Nothing to see here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Honduras, which is a pretty dirty place to begin with. They're doing it too. Drones flying around, spraying, filling the air. Uh, what do we get? That's Honduras again. Uh, where's this? Tamil? Is this Bangladesh? I assume it's Bangladesh. It's in India. So in Chennai, we've identified 300 critical hotspots, including 30 hospitals. The drones we are using are capable of carrying 15 litres of disinfectant. We use smaller drones to navigate narrower areas. Several countries, including Indonesia and China, have also used drones in the battle against coronavirus, ladies and gentlemen. So... We had, you'll remember, it started off in China about a month ago. We were playing the clip of the drones in China chasing people off the street. Do you remember that? Please go home. Don't you understand that this are, these are extreme times that we're living in? So the drones were chasing people around in China. <clears throat> It'll never happen here, of course. Then we saw the drones being used in Italy and Spain doing the same thing harassing people on the street, telling them to move on, don't stand too close together, get out of the, get out of the area. <clears throat> but that was, that was Italy and Spain. It's a totally different place. You know, Italy and Spain, they don't have a constitution. They don't have a Bill of Rights. <laughs> they gave their guns away. China, let's not even start with China. I mean, it's a communist country. It'll never happen in China. It'll, it'll never happen here. It only happens in places like China. It'll only happen in places like Italy and Spain. You don't have a constitution. You don't have a Second Amendment. If we do, st you stupid foreign son of a bitch, if you try to do something like that over here, we gonna march on Washington. You gave your guns away. We ain't never gonna put up with something like that here. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time once again for everybody's favourite game show. It'll never happen here. China, come on down. Follow the drone, China. Italy, come on down. Put down the olives, Italy. 
That's right, Spain. No bullfighting, just follow the drone. And the United States of America. Come on down. You're the next contestants on It'll Never Happen Here, ladies and gentlemen. It'll never happen here. Uh, New York. I give you New York City. Anti COVID 19 Volunteer Drone Task Force. Please maintain a social distance of at least six feet. Again, please maintain social distancing. Please help stop the spread of this virus. Reduce the death toll and save lives. For your own safety and your family's safety, please maintain social distancing. Thank you for your cooperation. It'll never happen here. Want to say it one more time? The anti-COVID-19 Volunteer Drone Task Force. Please maintain a social distance of at least six feet. Again, please maintain social distancing. Please help stop the spread of this virus. Reduce the death toll and save lives. For your own safety and your family's safety, please... Volunteer meaning what? Government employees or not? No, I would say not government employees, but you have to understand right now that there's a lobbying drive going from the small, uh, the small UAV coalition, I think they're called. We touched on it on this show. So the UAV coalition, which is representing drone man- manufacturers to the White House, is currently in talks with the White House to get certain regulations uh, removed, such as being they want to be allowed to fly over public property and they want to be able to fly at night. <clears throat> so they're now lobbying government to do things like use drones to spray disinfectant, use drones to make deliveries and stuff. So they need that public property, um, pardon me, that private property regulation removed, which is interesting to me because when that happens, which it probably will, for drone-happy motherfuckers, thank you for the diamond rat hunter, when they get that regulation pulled, which will probably happen, because right now it seems everybody who just comes up with some kind of quote-unquote solution is getting whatever they want because governments are falling over themselves to look like they're being proactive, which is understandable. Um, when that, Because a lot of people say, oh, well, if somebody flies a drone over my house, I'll just shoot it down. Um, but when they remove that regulation, ladies and gentlemen, you'll be the one who gets arrested. Because you see, if people are in the future allowed to fly drones over private property and you shoot it down, you're now you're now damaging somebody else's property, right? And if that drone happens to be uh, owned by the police, for example, or some kind of authority, you will be charged with damaging uh, federal property, right? It'll be the same as taking a golf club to a police car. It'll be viewed the same way. You'll be shooting down a police drone. So you're the one who'll end up in prison if they get that regulation taken away, which they probably will which they probably will. And I'll have you on camera. I mean, isn't isn't the new normal, isn't the new reality just so much fun? Isn't it so grand? Isn't it great? Isn't it fantastic? <clears throat> I can't wait. <laughs> It'll never happen here. Don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. It'll never happen here. We've got rights. We've got a constitution. All right. Time for something else. Time for something a little different. 
Okay, I'm going to give you two options, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the multiple choice portion of the program. Thank you for joining us here on the Daily Boogie podcast. I'm going to, I've got two options for you. Number one is a guy who puts hooks in his face for the purpose of getting fame on the internet. He calls himself a meathead, so he puts knives and hooks into his own face in order to get clicks on the internet. That's option number one. Option number two is shit caught on dash cam cameras while people are driving around Sydney and Melbourne. Which is usually fun. So traffic incidents, road rage incidents, shit caught on dash cam, crazy things caught on dash cam. As a little bit of a palate cleanser to take us out for the rest of the show, ladies and gentlemen. So we can get the taste of dirty, dirty virus out of our mouths. So... Press one in the chat for the guy who puts hooks and shit in his face. Press two in the chat for road rage incidents caught on dash cam. I'll give you a moment. The twos definitely have it. The twos definitely have it, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm so glad you picked two because that's what I wanted to watch as well. Like everything we refer to tonight, ladies and gentlemen, this will be in the show notes on the Podbean website when the podcast is uploaded. Uh, just a reminder that the the replay on Periscope is probably only going to be up for 24 hours and it's going to delete itself. Uh, the YouTube replay won't be up very long. If you want to catch the replay of tonight's show if you want to miss uh if you want to keep it bitshoot.com slash boogie bumper ladies and gentlemen all full replays of the show will be uploaded to bitshoot as well as the podcast which you can get on itunes podbean whatever podcast player you use so let's have a look Dashcam owners australia march 2020 on the road compilation let's see what's going on down here in australia we have some funky drivers down here i'm looking forward to this Come on. What is this? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm so normalized to expect violence when something like this happens. So if you're listening to the podcast, this section of the show isn't going to make much sense to you. I'm so normalized to expect violence now when I see somebody get out of a car and go up to the car in front of them in traffic that I just expect this guy to start laying into the dude. But have a look. He lights his cigarette. <laughs> he lights the cigarette for old mate. Straya, woo! <laughs> the chats, Smoko. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Oh! Oh, fuck! <laughs> that car is going the wrong way! <laughs> roundabout, 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 roundabout! Oh. You fucking... That was your fault, dude! That was your fault. You can't say you fucking arse. 
the see the guy driving here he just drove into the guy who was already in the roundabout am i missing something have a look look there's the other car oh no no it's not a roundabout pardon me that blue car has a giveaway sign ah it looked like a roundabout when he was driving up to it apologies yeah the, the blue car's got a giveaway sign just drove right into him Oh, shit. What an idiot. That's a full red light. That's a full red light. He didn't see it. That guy nearly... Yeah, yield sign. We call them give way. But well, same thing. Two oh cars. What's happening here? No, 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 no. Oh. Fucking dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> all, all the Australian responses seem to be the same. Fucking dickhead. Look at this fucking guy. You fuckstick. Looking. Have a look at this fucking look at him. He's nearly died in a T-bone accident. Listen to how calm and casual the dude is after it happens. Fair fucking dickhead. Just <laughs> looking. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dickhead. Look at this fucking guy! What the fuck? <laughs> you fucking idiots! <laughs> I, lo I love being an Australian. We're very predictable in, in crisis situations. Fucking idiot. You fucking dickhead. I've often said the best thing about Australians is also the worst thing. It's paradoxical. So the thing that makes this such a great place to live in and a thing that makes Australian people so easy to get along with is the fact that they are very, very chill. Most Aussies are extremely chill and you can talk shit and have banter and nobody takes things too seriously most of the time. But that's also the thing that makes a shit because that means that the government and everybody can just screw you constantly and they know that nobody's ever going to get angry about it, right? <laughs> sheep fuckers. No, the sheep fuckers are the Kiwis. <clears throat> Rat hunter. So the, the New Zealanders are the sheep fuckers. We're the kangaroo fuckers here. You've got to get it right. We fuck kangaroos. They're much harder to catch. <laughs> that's why we're so fit and agile. Because before you fuck a kangaroo, you've got to chase that sucker down. And then they'll beat, and then they'll punch the shit out of you. So that's why we're tougher. Because sheep, anybody can fuck a sheep. There's nothing special there. It's not, that's not a talent. They just stand there. <laughs> you got to chase a kangaroo down before you can put the dick in it. So we just get screwed constantly by the government. Because they know everybody, every Australian's attitude is like, nah, what are you going to, what are you going to do? They're all fucking dickheads anyway, right? Oh, look at this fucking dickhead. Shouldn't we do something? Shouldn't we be doing something about this? Shouldn't we be getting angry? <laughs> Mate, it's too hot to get angry. No one's got time for stuff like that. No one's got time to get angry, mate. They're all they're all crooks anyway. What's the fucking difference? They're all dickheads. Who cares, mate? <laughs> it's like, okay. Guess guess we'll just go along with it then. Oh, oh! 
straight up his bum. Got wow. him. Nailed him. Wasn't paying attention. I've never seen anybody using wicker right now, Jamil. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, if there is somebody out there. Oh! <laughs> Just laughs. This is horrifying. Ah, oh, the fucking bikes going up the side. Taking off mirrors and shit. Red light, red light. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> Did you see how close that guy came to imminent death? Watch the guy on the scooter here. He's just going across the pedestrian crossing. How can I slow this down? How do I slow this down? I don't know the command. Oh, here we go. I have no idea how to slow this down. Oh, <laughs> look at you coming. Oh. <laughs> oh, he must have just, he must have grazed the back tire of that scooter, man. Shit. Full like speed as well. Oh, get back, get back, get back! Fuck, I hate when people do that. Oh! Whoa! Nice! What happened? He just turned right in front of him. You fucking idiot. <laughs> Like I said, this is not a good segment for people listening to the podcast. Von Bilverhausen, this is like me playing Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> Look, he's just sitting there. <laughs> Mate, what are you doing? Just sitting there, staring at him. <laughs> Off you go, son. Off you go, back it up. God, I hope he crunches into someone while he's reversing. Just to just to end it perfectly. Holy shit. Holy shit. You idiot. Just stopped on the freeway. When people do that shit on the freeway, it's the worst. Like, you don't stop. If you've accidentally taken the wrong exit, man, th there are sat-navs. There are GPSs. You just take the exit that you got off accidentally and get back on the freeway. You know what I mean? Get back on the highway. It'll take you five minutes to go around there, do a U-turn, whatever, come back and get back on the freeway. 
No, no. No, I'd rather sit in the fast lane on the freeway with my hazard lights on and then just jump in front of a traffic from us and jump in front of traffic doing 100 kilometers an hour, 60 mile an hour from a standing start. That's a that's a much better way to go about it. <laughs> Fucking hell. What's this guy doing? What is he doing? No, you can't do a U-turn there, mate. Oh, mate. <laughs> Just go around the block. Just go around the block. So now he's going to do a 10-point turn. We've all got a city. Wait for him. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. Oh, don't know what happened there. Somebody pulled out on him. Oh, be, beware the caravans, ladies and gentlemen. Beware the caravans. Oh, he just lost a wheel. He hasn't even noticed yet. <laughs> Fucking caravan drivers, man. They're the worst. Fuck, did you see that? based on not being able to find anywhere because it's so oh. hard. It's almost impossible. If you chat to anyone who's a renter trying to find somewhere with a dog, wow. it is next to impossible. Mate. So what Mate. Oh, that looks like a nice Chev. Oh, is that a Chev or a Valiant that's about to get fucking crunched? Low rider. Why is he stopping? Oh, that's why. <laughs> He just and then they just sit there. They go the wrong way up. They go the wrong way on the road and then they just sit there and stare at you. Like you're the asshole. You know what I mean? Oh, are you fucking kidding me? I don't understand the slow moving accidents at all. What the fuck were you thinking, mate? See how the reactions are always the same? Oh, Fucking hell. The fuck were you thinking, mate? Victor Von Schroom, they have a good stare off. Fucking hell. <laughs> the, the reactions are always the same from Australians. Have you heard anybody like, oh, fuck this guy, fuck you, motherfucker? It's probably why we have such little, um, so little road rage here in this country. Nobody really loses their shit at anything. There's never any like, I'm going to fucking kill you, fucking country. It's always like, fuck, mate. You fucking idiot. Eh? Fucking look at this fucking guy. Fucking dickhead. Fucking dickhead. <laughs> oh, the music. Oh, Do a burnout, bro. Oh my god. <laughs> even the women, the women don't even get that angry. Yep. Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. <laughs> Thank you for the sub winning TV. Very generous today winning TV. Thank you so much. Thank you to everyone who's uh tipped on D Live today. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
Oh, this is not going to be pretty. Oh! Right over the front of him! I also hate it too when people have an accident and then stay where the accident took place when they can move it. You know what I mean? So you can you can if you can move off the road, then don't don't stand don't stay in the middle lane and exchange details like if somebody gets a dinged bumper bar, you know what I mean? Get the fuck out of the way. <clears throat> That's worse than a dinged bumper bar, obviously. What happened to that bloke? He's still got half of the car attached to the back of his four-wheel drive. <laughs> Down the road. Oh, yeah, zoom in. Zoom in. Oh, oh, whoa. Oh, whoa. Oh, my God. What is this fucking guy doing? They just spun out of control. Fucking get off the mess, you cunt. I don't know if you could pick up the comment from the driver. So, again, like, so calm, so casual. So the girl's like, whoa, whoa. And then you just hear it from the guy driving. Fucking get off the meth, you cunt. Thanks <laughs> for coming home this whoa. way. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Oh, my God, Reese. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Do you think they just spun out of control? Fucking get off the meth, you cunt. Oh, my God. <laughs> green light that was a green light oh we're in fast forward now how many green lights is this gonna is this guy gonna sit here for oh and then he turns anyway ah ah <laughs> so the guy sits there doesn't move when he's got a green light and then goes when he's got a red light what an what asshole I haven't used it yet. I mean, that's, I'm passing there when I've got the dingo on board. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Oh, God, God, just fell off his motorbike. Can you go out there? I can't go out there. Oh, fuck. God, just fell off his motorbike. Man. Look at this fucking bloke. Through a red light. Oh, reverse angle. Flying, flying. Oh, shit, I'm going to Jesus. Truck. Fucking assholes. <laughs> Going the wrong way around a roundabout. That's always a good one. I think I know that roundabout. It's up the coast. Oh, there he is. <laughs> he shows up on the other side of the roundabout. <laughs> so you have a look. He turns right. He turns right when he should be turning left. 
just decides to go the wrong way around a roundabout against the flow of traffic. There he goes. And then we see him again. So we go around the roundabout. We're doing the right thing. And we come around and look who's there. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking sensational. Excellent stuff. It's nice that he reappeared. Oh, I'd hate to live on like a busy road like that. Oh, he doesn't live there. No, just trying to do a U-turn. That's clever. Oh. Asshole. <laughs> Fucking hell! What is going on here? What are you trying to do, man? He's trying to reverse park. Oh, God. Hand in your license. (laughs) He just... (laughs) Hey, finally. Well done, sir. 50-point turn to reverse park it. Straight through, straight through. Fuck. And then just sits there, and just sits there again. Oh, you an idiot. Oh, yes. Oh. Lock him up, son. One more. One more, and then we'll leave it at that. Oh. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Let me put the link for this in the chat, ladies and gentlemen. Because there's like another fucking 10 minutes of it. There you go. Have fun with that. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on this edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Thank you to everyone who chipped in on DLive. Very, very generous of you tonight on DLive. I'm going to pump up that chest because you guys have been so generous. And I'll open the chest up now. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow night at 6 p.m. once again, ladies and gentlemen, for another episode. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, then please head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to tell me about your bad driving skills, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. Don't forget to follow our friends, uh, JJ Stoner, the great JJ, doing tremendously well on DLive, ladies and gentlemen. DLive.tv slash JJ Stoner, Irrational Times, Joy of Pessy, uh, At Real Person PLTCS, Why Censored, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. America, The Bearded Truth, uh, UK Neil, Winning TV, DLive.tv slash Winning TV, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for the follow. Um, don't forget tonight, ladies and gentlemen, Nightwave Radio, 10 p.m. with Mersh, everybody's favourite French lover of French women. And I want to give a shout-out to Mersh for the shout-out that he gave me on Friday. <coughs> 
I'm glad that uh, he liked the video and uh, I was laughing at his reaction. So it was all worth it. So shout out to Mersh on Nightwave. I'll be back tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, same time, same channel. Until then, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.